sometimes in our minds we take him off. So tonight I want us to put him back in his rightful place in our hearts and in our minds and remember that he is still on the throne, amen? He never leaves. He never leaves that place in our lives. He's always in control. We are never without him. We are never, ever, ever without him. He is holy. He is holy. We love you, Lord. We honor you. We welcome you in this place tonight, God. We honor you in this place, Jesus. We glorify your name. You are the reason we are here. You are the reason we are together. We love you, God. We love you with all of our hearts. We thank you, God, for everything, for all the blessings. And we put you on the throne tonight because you are holy. You are holy and you are mighty. And you are the ruler of our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
you, Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight. We honor you and we praise you in this house. God, I pray that you would touch us tonight, Lord, as you have already started to bring us into your presence, Lord. I pray that you would help us to be focused, Lord, to honor you, to praise you, to lift you up. God, to bless your name, Lord. We just give you tonight's service, our time, our efforts, our energy, our focus. Lord, we put that on you tonight, Lord, and we honor you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We are already into the presence of the Lord. I, I don't want to interrupt that too much. God is so awesome and so wonderful. We're in for a wonderful night of worship and honor and praise the Lord from Oasis Youth Ministry. It's going to be a wonderful night. If you're a parent tonight and you come to support or you're a visitor, it's a wonderful time. We're going to have an excellent time to, to lift the Lord up. We're in for a treat. We do want to make one quick announcement about the encounter. The ladies' encounter is coming up this weekend. The men's encounter next weekend. It's a wonderful weekend. If you've ever said to yourself, man, I'd just like to get away, me and God, for just a few days and just focus on me and Him, this is your opportunity to do that. If you would like more information or you have more questions on what that's about, you can talk to me, Christian Mays, and some other folks uh, that would be more than happy uh, to help you out. Just look for somebody that has an encounter shirt. With that being said... We want to get out. We want to get around, hug some necks, give some high fives, welcome each other to church, and say, you're in the right place.
Hello. So nice to see you tonight. I'm in my Australian mood right now. Did you turn to somebody? Did you find about three or four people you didn't know and you shook their hand and hugged their neck? How many hugged somebody's neck? Let me see your hand. All right, good. Well, turn to someone who's standing next to you and tell them, say, you are looking fantastic tonight. And then they can be seated. (laughs) Now, she's waited all day to hear that, so don't you dare steal it from her. Well, what a weekend it has been. First of all, let me go back and, and do a little bit of a recap on what happened last weekend. They told, tell me now, once all the tabulations have been in, can you believe this? Over 3,000 people came through the doors of this church over the weekend, Easter weekend. Isn't that wonderful? So thankful that God gave us that opportunity. We know for sure over 100 people accepted Christ over that weekend as well. So we praise God for that. That's the purpose of the church. And we're just so excited. Well, that took us right into a week of preparations. And, you know, uh, Jim Long mentioned that he said he could see a little bit of the old youth pastor in me coming out when, uh, when it came to teen talent. I, I love our young people. I, I, think that, I think that Cameron and Whitney Jones are doing a phenomenal job with our young people. Amen. Amen. Just let that be said. And, and Whitney is 10,000 times more attractive than Cameron is. <laughs> she is a pretty lady, and we love having her and Blakely and Presley and Cameron. And I just think it's right tonight, especially on the heels of one of the best years we have ever had in Teen Talent. I want to tell you, of all the categories that we went in, we took some of the biggest and, you know, it's, it's not there. We're not there to, to put anybody else down. As a matter of fact, we had a big talk before we walked in there that we were going to support every team no matter what. And you know what? I sat back and I watched our young people do something that means the world to me. If anybody knows me, they know that I am all about loyalty and unity and love and trying to build up and not tear down. And I'm telling you, I watched as our young people, no matter who one, no matter what church they were from, no matter where they might be in the state, our kids supported them, loved them, and clapped for them every single time. Some of our biggest competitors, people that like are right across the street almost, they literally, our kids went nuts supporting them and showing great love. I just think they deserve a hand for that tonight because they showed tremendous, they showed the kind of heart that I love. I love that kind of heart. You know, you hear me, you hear me gripe. You hear me, you know, go off on a, uh, on a, what do they call it, a soapbox every now and again. I think we have one of the greatest churches ever. I really, I'm going to be, I'm going to be broken when I say that. Because we do, we have people that genuinely love each other. If there's problems or if there's any concerns, it's usually because someone just doesn't know. And I appreciate the fact that we all have got this heart that, that wants to bring great, great unity to the work that we do here in Middletown. We got a great church. When I was 18 and walked in here, I fell in love and I've been in love for 33 years. And I am so in love with where we are today and what the future looks like for Stratford Heights. I believe God is going to use us in a powerful way as the coming of the Lord is so near. But one of the things I'm so proud of, and I saw this yesterday, 
I wrote a little bit about it in Facebook, but I wanted to share it with you. It's, I saw our young people in ways be so supportive. One of the young people was just deathly ill. As a matter of fact, two of them were. And I mean, they were ill. They could not move. As a matter of fact, I don't want to pick on him, but Josh was so sick that when I went over to him and I put my arm around him and I was, are you doing okay, buddy? What's Kyle? I, I do that all the time. Josh, you were so sick. I hope you're feeling better. Kyle, I'm sorry. That's twice I've done that to you. I know who Kyle is, and I love him dearly. As a matter of fact, I put my arm around him, and I heard him, and I looked up at him, and coming out of his eyes were two big old tears. And I know a boy is not going to cry in front of all them girls if he is not really, really suffering. And boy, what I loved was I watched our entire youth ministry. I watched him just surround him and literally pray for him and just worry sick about him. Everybody's wanting him to eat. Everybody's wanting him to rest. Everybody's wanting to take care of him. And Chris, Chris was sick as well. They, everybody was looking out for Chris. They walked him out to the bus. And I watched them just take care of each other. But I watched that kind of camaraderie. And I watched them as each of the individuals got up. The, you're going to hear from two of them tonight. And as they got up, the entire youth group wasn't busy just worried about their own thing. They were worried about what everybody was doing. And that just makes me the happiest pastor in the world. I love it when I see that kind of love. You know, how many of you know, we've got too little time to let things or people or the ways of the world keep us from being so full of God's love and having a good time while we get to heaven. Don't you agree that we ought to just have as much fun as we possibly can as we get there? That's what I think, and I love what I see with our kids. So I'm proud of where we're coming. I'm proud of who's working with them, and I'm proud of all the leaders. I want to recognize the drama team and the music ministry and youth in our youth are all going to national competition. They have literally excelled, took some of the biggest trophies. We have six of the trophies here. Four of them were not able to be here by virtue of the fact that they're still in someone's bedroom at their house. So they don't have those tonight. But we had 10 trophies that our, our young people, and look at all the medals. Every one of them got medals for participating, but we got other medals. And we're just so excited and so proud of them and where they've come from. We're going to hear now from Kaylee Childers, who entered the vocal female competition. And then we're going to hear from Luke. Luke, stand up. This guy was all over the house while he was a teen talent. He entered piano. He entered piano, amen. And he entered vocals for male vocalists. So we had contenders all the way around, and we were just so proud of them. We were screaming and hollering, and blood pressure was going 100 miles high. But we're proud of them tonight. You're going to hear from both of them, and then I believe that Luke is even going to come and show us his piano piece as well. We're going to hear from the youth choir tonight. And you heard from the ensemble this morning. Did they not do a fantastic job in the morning service? But for the music department, I want us to recognize the leader over, our director over the music for youth choir, ensemble, and the praise team. It's Angie Tackett. Stand, Angie. We want to appreciate all the time that you gave to them. Thank you. And our drama team, you're going to see a drama in a few minutes. And when you see it, you know, I want to warn you ahead of time. It's very relevant and culturally it is in, in contact with today's young people. 
it, it literally talks about the serious issues. You know, back in the day, we used to have, when we would do dramas, we would just do, you know, a cigarette. We would have like a, a fake cigarette in the drama and we would do little things like dance at a party. And that was, woo. How many of you know it's went 100 times down south from there to today? There's a lot of things, a lot of temptations that young people are dealing with. And, and you're going to see that in this drama. It, it'll shock some of you. But at the same time, it's absolutely where they are right now. What they're fighting, what they're dealing with in their schools, in the colleges, and in where they are on the streets these days. It was relevant. Let's put it this way. It was so relevant that there was not a dry eye in the house. Everybody was watching that drama. I had never seen it before. And so I was new and I'm sitting there watching it, and the entire time I'm watching it, I am in tears. And I am feeling the presence of God because it is sending a message that says, it doesn't matter how far down the enemy wants to take you, God can lift you up and pull you out. And that's exactly what we want. So that's the message that this drama will bring. But hold on to your hat, because it is like, wow. But man, they do such a great job. I have been judging international drama uh, on the teen talent stage for 18 years and in all the time I've ever been judging myself at the national level I have never seen a drama like I saw yesterday and it came from Stratford Heights I want to appreciate those folks that work with drama I want Christine Martin to stand up Christina I want you to stand up and Melissa is Melissa here Melissa Turner is not able to be here these are leaders for you Guys, stand up. These are assistant and leaders with them, but I want to appreciate them and their hard work. So thankful for all they did. Now, we got all that out of the way, so now you want to see some of the teen talent, don't you? Well, hang on, because here they come. Coming first, female vocalist. She did a knocked-out job. This is Kaylee Childers. Kaylee, sing for us. Love me, but I. 
And now coming, Luke, are you going to sing or play? You're going to sing right now. All right, very good. Also want to point out, if you look over here to the right, we, have, we had plenty of other categories. And you see a bunch of the artwork that was turned in as well. Trophies were won for those. Uh, Luke Baker and Courtney Childers. Where's Courtney? Courtney, stand up. And Luke, together. And they are responsible for their, their names are on them. So after service, you want to go over and look at some of the artwork. They all won. They took the whole state over with their artwork. So we're real proud of them for doing that artwork as well. Where's Kelsey? Kelsey, stand up. She did short stories and she did some writing, other writing. We're so thrilled with her. She entered competition and she did the writing categories and took and she did a wonderful job there. So let's give it up for Kelsey Chastain. Proud of you, Kelsey. Now, am I missing anybody? Is that it? Is everybody? Did we cover all the categories? Okay, good. Awesome. Well, show us. Another silent night Above your deep and dreamless sleep The giant star lights up the sky And while you're lying in the dark There shines an everlasting light For the king has left his throne And he's sleeping in a manger tonight Oh Bethlehem, why you have missed while you were sleeping For God became a man and stepped into your world today Oh Bethlehem, you will go down in history as a city with no room for its king While you were sleeping While you were sleeping Oh little town of Jerusalem Looks like another silent night God gave His only Son The way, the truth, the life had come But there was no room for Him In the world He came to save Jerusalem, what you have missed while you were sleeping The Savior of the world is dying on your cross today Jerusalem, you will go down in history a city with no room for its king 
while you were sleeping, while you were sleeping. United States of America looks like another side of the night. As we're sung to sleep by philosophies that save the trees and kill the children. And while we're lying in the dark, there's a shout heard across the eastern sky. The eastern sky. For the bridegroom has returned. He's carried his bride away in the night America, where will we miss while we are sleeping? Will Jesus come again and leave us slumbering where we lay? America, will we go down in history As a nation with no room for its key, will we be sleeping? Will we be sleeping? United States of America looks like another side of the night. Now you see why we were just so stinking proud. Are you not proud of our young people? Say amen. Amen. Psalm 27 says, and if you would, I would ask you to stand with me this, this evening. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. How many of you know the power of God's keeping grace and his strength in your life? How many of you experienced that in your own life as a testimony? Amen. We want to go before the Lord in prayer right now. If you would just give me something soft right here. We're going to pray, and I want you, if you would, to do something. I had the Lord to lay on my heart how we wanted to do our prayer time tonight. I want you, if you would, to just turn around to three or four people there close by you, and if you would, just take hands with them. If you feel comfortable to, make a contact somehow, maybe on their shoulder, but reach over around, around you and, and find some folks, and would you begin now to just pray for those in a circle around you somewhere here in the sanctuary tonight. Look around you. Don't let anybody be standing by themselves. If you see someone without, would you make an effort to go be with them?
such a sweet spirit here tonight I think the Lord honors when we honor the gifts and the talents he's placed in our young people you may be seated the rushers are coming to serve you as they do on this Sunday night I challenge you to give from your heart that that you've prepared and you've brought to the house of the Lord and as we pray over the offering then Luke is going to come and he's going to play his piano piece and show you what he entered in the teen talent competition there. And then following him immediately, the drama will, will move into place and, and they'll, they'll present the drama piece. We also had other short skits and dramas and solo entries that were part of the drama team and we're just so thankful for all of them. Uh, we're going to make sure in the bulletin this next week that we list everybody for you so you'll know exactly what they entered and how they won and, and what, what came to be. Let's pray. Father, as we come before you, we're just, we're just kind of broken tonight in our spirit and thankfulness. I'm thankful for our young people. I'm thankful, Lord, for your work in their lives. It shows the church is doing something right in these last days, raising up men and women who are champions for you. I pray that you will touch now and minister as folks are prepared in their hearts to give. Lord, you are the one who ultimately owns all things. And Lord, when we give, we don't give to the church, we give to you. So we thank you that you bless and you touch our lives. We thank you that you blessed us with material and monetary things that we can take care of our families with and we can be used to fund the kingdom of God and the work of God in this community. I pray for every heart and every life, for those who come and are prepared and ready to give to your work. Lord, you know you have plans and desires for this church. You have a purpose and a mission. We thank you that it's being met through your people. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Before Luke comes, I want to remind you that tonight, immediately after service, there's a bunch of you who are here tonight. The encounter ministry that we're getting ready to start this next weekend for the ladies, they will be having a spaghetti dinner tonight, immediately after service. So it's, it's five bucks or a donation. And anything that you feel led to give, but definitely come by and have a, a plate of Italian spaghetti and some bread. I think you'll enjoy it tonight much better than going out and finding somewhere else to go. God bless you.
Amen. How many believe that God is moving, that God is alive and God is still working in our generation today? I don't think he's finished. I don't think it happened a long time ago. I think God is getting ready to do something in our generation that we have never seen before. A real thing, not some hype or weird thing that just focuses on emotional feeling better, but a sincere move, powerful move of God. I want you to help me. They're getting ready and they're going to do this drama. I want you to just extend your hand towards them and our young people. They've done a great job and they have worked hard to perfect their talents and to work towards a, 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 that perfection of their talents, but I want you to help me and pray that God would use them. Amen? Can we do that right now? Father, we love you and we thank you. We ask you, God, to put your hand, oh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, to put your hand upon our young people, God. And Lord, I pray in this generation and this time that they might be a people that stand with you, God, that they might be a, a young people that are courageous, God, and pro, pro, proclaim and profess, God, and confess the name of the Lord Jesus Christ wherever they go. God, we love you and we praise you tonight and we thank you for all of it in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen.
place of bondage. I better work hard to get myself out. What? That's the opposite of the gospel. Are you bound? Are you held under the power of this temptation, this sin, the sexual urges? Do you feel like it's controlling you? What are you going to do? I'm going to shake myself free. Stop it! No, you won't! You're no match for the powers of hell and the urges of sin and sexual temptation. You will not overcome it and you will never overcome it. There's only one. And he's the one that took your place. Could it be that there's a God with a love so scandalous, so wide, so deep, so vast, so high, so expansive, so welcoming, so inclusive? Let me have your sin, son. I see him, I see him walking to the post to be whipped. As I stand a free man, all the attention is turned now. And I feel the love of God saying, go son, live your life. I'll pay the price. Where did we get off thinking that we were going to set ourselves free? It's still Jesus. It'll always be Jesus. It'll never stop being the power of Jesus. If His blood is sufficient for your salvation, His blood is sufficient to sustain you through every challenge and every sin and every temptation. Jesus is enough!
I want you to do something for me. If you're 100% agree with the message that these kids just told us, you agree that Jesus came to save sinners, right? What did Paul say? He said, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. If you believe in the God that loves us in such a way that he'll reach down into our mess and pull us out of it by his grace and his mercy and his love, you agree with that and you're with our young people, would you stand to your feet and put your hands together? Would you show them today that this isn't just a drama? That this is the truth of God, that he can save, he can set free, that his love is real. Can we, can we shout, can we put our hands together tonight? Tell them that we are 100%, 100% with them tonight in what they're saying. See, I'm just, I'm just all about something tonight. You can be seated. I'm all about something tonight. It's in my heart. Now, I promise you. I promise you, I know a lot's been said and done tonight, and I just, I feel like God's put something in my heart, and I'm going to say it, and then we're going to go home as God leads us and guides us. I just believe that God is real. I just believe that Jesus Christ is not a story that we tell our kids at night to make them better people. I believe he's the son of God. I believe his spirit came down to touch us and change us and save us and not leave us in the condition that we were in. I am a walking testimony. And let me tell you, I'm still a work in progress. But where I am right now is not where I was. It may not be where I want to be, but I can stand and testify and lift my hand that Jesus Christ saved me and set me free. And I guess my life and I guess my witness and I guess my testimony is not one that wants to be a superstar or wants to be someone that's on stage. My witness and my testimony wants me to, to be used however God wants to use me to point to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that loved me and died for me. I want to tell you something today. That drama may have inspired and conjured up all kind of emotion for you. It may have touched you. It may have blessed you. Some people may have not liked it. Some people may have been a little embarrassed maybe on certain scenes. Maybe you feel a little uneasy about it. Maybe you feel a little scared that maybe we shouldn't say things like that. Maybe we shouldn't portray the message like that. I came to tell you what I believe the Lord is speaking to me and where he wants to take our church, where he wants to take my life and where he wants to take our youth ministry and the kingdom of God at large. He wants to lead us into courage. He wants to lead us into a place where we are not afraid, where we are not ashamed, and we're not even so broken that we just don't want to say anything. God wants to lead us into a place of courage, a place of boldness. The pastor so beautifully this morning talk to us a little, about, a, bit, a little bit about being unstoppable and the unstoppable force that is the Lord and him moving 
And he recited just a little bit of the book of Acts in Acts chapter 4. And he talked about the early church a little bit. And we look in the book of Acts and we see the early church and all of these miraculous and powerful things that happened. They, they were up against the odds were stacked against them. They were up against certain death. They were up against persecution and ridicule. They were up against all of these things. But we read in the book of Acts that they continued to stand up. They continued to, to stand with, I should say. They continued to... To, to do all of these things in the name of the Lord and to stand up with the Lord and the Lord used them in powerful ways and the church grew in great, in great multitude all through that region and ultimately throughout the world. We see and we know that these people were filled with the Spirit of God. They were filled with the Spirit of God and they went out in boldness and courage in the face, in the face of death, in the face of all of these things. Let me tell you today, it's the spirit that brings that boldness. It's the spirit of God that brings that courage. It's not in and of ourselves. If you try to stand up for God, you're going to fall on your face. I don't stand up for God. Last time I checked, he didn't need anybody to stand up for him. What we need to do is stand up with God because he's already won it. He's already purchased our lives and purchased our salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. These people were filled with the Spirit. The Bible even tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that the manifestation, one of the gifts of the Spirit, as the Spirit manifests upon us, one of those is the gift of faith. I don't know about you, but when we're gathered together and, and the Holy Spirit begins to manifest and come and move upon our lives and, and hearts, all of the manifestations of the Spirit begin with faith. It begins with courage. It begins with the faith that rises up in us and says, you know what? I'm going to walk in this faith. I'm going to go up and if the Lord gives me, or the Holy Spirit gives me a manifestation of the Spirit and gives me a word of knowledge for somebody or a word of wisdom or, or the Lord gives me a message in tongues or an interpretation or the Lord wants to use us in miraculous ways and perform or, or bring prophetic words, whatever it is, all of that ushers and the channel of that is faith and the Holy Spirit, the Bible says brings that in us and if it's not faith that's bringing that in us then we shouldn't be doing it all if it's not through faith then it's a flop is what I'd like to say but the gift of the spirit is faith and I pray this evening I pray that the Lord give us a new heart and renew even within us a different spirit his spirit that a spirit of courage and a spirit of God that brings boldness might return to the house of God. It might return to the people of God. It might return to the families of God. In Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 26, it says, I will give you, this is the Lord, I will give you a new heart. I feel that in my heart today. I feel that right there. I will give you a new heart and I'll put a new spirit in you and I will remove, I will take away from you your heart of stone unreceptive, un, unwilling to hear the things of God. It's hard. I'll take that away from you and I'll give you a heart of flesh that's soft, that's tender, that can be used, that can be shaped, that can be spoken to. And I will put, listen, I will put my spirit in you. He says this, I will put my spirit in you and move you. And move you to what? To follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws, my ways. 
The story of Daniel tells us this, that, that God had blessed a, a man of God named Daniel. He had blessed him and promoted Daniel in a foreign land. Daniel had no business being prospered where he was. He did not belong to that country. He did not belong to that culture. He was a Hebrew. He didn't belong there. He didn't need to be elevated like he was, but God put his hand upon Daniel. Isn't it amazing when God puts his hand on us, we get places that everybody's scratching their head and wondering, and wondering how did they get to where they are? How did they get to that place? God promotes us. And when we keep our hearts steadfast and devoted to him, it doesn't matter if you're stuck in sin right now. Tonight is the night where you can be delivered. You can put your heart and trust and faith, I should say, in Jesus Christ. He'll put something new in you. And 10 years from now, if he tarries, you're going to be in a place where you don't even know how it happened. Your parents don't know how it happened. Your grandparents, your church, God promotes you. And God God brings success into your life. That's what Daniel was. He had been blessed and promoted in a foreign land. God blesses like that, but they plotted. They plotted. They saw his rise to where he was. And they plotted to bring him down. A good man, a good man was plotted against. He was prospering them. He was helping this culture to prosper and succeed. Yet people were jealous of him and envious of him. And they tried to bring him down. So they hatched an attack. Somebody hear me tonight. They got together and conspired. How are we going to bring Daniel down? Can you believe that? Why would they even want that? Their country's being blessed and succeeding because of the hand of God upon Daniel. But they began to plot how they could bring him down. And you know what they did? What we need to do is we need to do something. Something that has to do with the Lord his God. If we can do something that has to do with that, if we can bring an attack to him, something in regard to that, then we can bring him down. They went to the king, the Bible tells us, and they ultimately hatched this out. They, they bended the ear of the king and they said, you know, king, you can't allow anybody in this country to worship, to pray, to praise any other God but the God that we're serving. You can't allow that to happen. You have to do something about it. You have to set a decree because your name needs to be lifted up and reverenced and we can't allow this to happen. All in their mind hatching out this plan to come against Daniel. The attack, and then as they worked so hard, it seemed to succeed because the king went ahead and made this decree. I think that's interesting to me if I can say that today. Sometimes... It looks like the enemy has succeeded. Sometimes it looks like the attack that's been hatched against destiny, against our faith. Can I say that tonight? That's what I feel in my heart. It's just an attack against our faith. When an attack has been hatched, it, it seems like it succeeds and something like that happens. You can imagine what might happen if something is set forth that you cannot practice your faith like you want to, that you cannot practice your worship, that you cannot pray like you've been praying. You cannot meet like you've been meeting. You cannot say those things and, and read the scripture like you've been reading. You cannot meditate upon that. You can imagine if a decree came down like that, we may all, some of us may run and hide. Others may stand with God. Others may just totally disappear. I don't know what it is, but this attack came down upon Daniel. But Daniel's reaction is what I want to note tonight. It wasn't the attack that gets the glory of this story, 
But ultimately God, the, the God of Daniel, the God that we serve through his son Jesus Christ tonight is the one that gets the glory. The Bible says this in verse 10 of Daniel chapter 6. It says, now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home when he heard of the attack. When the, the attack smacked him in the face. When the attack punched him in the gut. Anybody ever been there before? You got that phone call or you heard this or you heard that and you felt like shrinking in fear. You didn't know what to do. Maybe some of us watch the news and we feel like that. It says, but when Daniel learned that the decree had been published against his faith, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. He went home to where he had been praying. He went home to where he had been worshiping. He went home to where he'd been reading that scripture or at least he had been following that scripture. I'm not sure exactly how that worked where he was at the particular time that he lived. But it said that day he got down on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to God. Just, just, just as he had done before. Let me tell you today that the decree came down and the attack came down and the intimidation against his faith came down. And you know what he did? He didn't run and hide. He didn't go even call his pastor necessarily. He didn't even go and, and gossip about it and talk about the president and talk about the king and talk about the people and talk about the, what other political parties or whatever may have caused that. He didn't think anything about politics. He went up into his house and he opened the windows toward Jerusalem. And I I don't know if that was a practice that was common that day, but the, the point of the story is this. The Bible says that he just did just as he did before. He didn't back down. He didn't back away. Courage filled his heart and he stood with God. He prayed. The attack came upon his faith, but it didn't change the way he prayed. It didn't change the way he worshiped. It didn't change the way he praised God. It didn't affect what he was doing. He did it just as he had done before. Nothing moved him. I don't know about you, but I want to stand with God like that. I don't know about you, but when the enemy hatches out his attack and he tries his best, and let me tell you something, his attack is, is attacking much some, somebody much greater than us. It's attacking something much deeper than we're walking, and he is trying to attack the things of God and hinder the things of God. But when we stand with God, God stands with us, and God's going to stand up on our behalf and perform the miraculous. I want to stand with God like that. I want to open my windows because some of us, we close our windows. Oh, somebody at work doesn't believe what we believe yet. <laughs> somebody at work is very prominent. They say some very cute things that sound very intelligent. Kind of rocked me a little bit. I'm not real sure. So you know what? Just in case, just in case, I'm not going to pray like I used to pray. I'm not going to worship like I used to pray. And I'm not saying not to use knowledge or wisdom. I'm not saying that at all. But sometimes we back away from that. Daniel didn't even know the meaning of political correctness. The book of Acts didn't even know what politics was, really. I mean, they did, I guess. The, the, the early church, all they knew was the power of the Holy Ghost had come upon them. Jesus Christ was risen, and they were going to tell the world about it. He had empowered them, and everybody they were laying their hands on, even the people in their shadow were getting healed and saved and touched and delivered. That's all they knew, and they stood up and told that story. Nothing changed with them if you tried to attack their faith, if you tried to come against them and challenge them and even threaten them 
they would laugh. They would laugh, the early church. They would say, you know, we consider it joy. We consider it pure joy to suffer in the same way that Jesus did. A boldness came over them and a, a, the same boldness that was upon Daniel. Nothing changed about his faith or worship. He did it. I want to stand with God. The first threat, we go into dark. The dark, some just abandon their faith altogether. But adversity, I heard a man say this, two brothers, and I don't have time to say it because I, I respect your time tonight. But adversity, I heard this story about two brothers and, and they came into a place where they had to compromise their faith or not, but they chose to stand with their faith and believe like they believed and not change and not to change their worship. And, and he, he, one of the brothers said this, that adversity, adversity brought courage. Adversity, the attack is what brought the courage. Courage looks many different ways. I heard somebody say one time, sometimes courage is standing up and sometimes courage is knowing when to sit down and say nothing at all. It may look many different ways. Maybe we are not convinced. I don't know what keeps us from having the courage that comes that we need to stand up and to love in this world, in this time, in this generation. I don't know what keeps it. I don't know if we're not convinced ourselves of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and the truth of his gospel. I don't know if it's that. Maybe we're struggling by ourselves and in our own life when we may say, I'm nobody to judge and I can't say anything in my own life. I, I, I can't say anything and stand up. Well, well, I came to tell you if you're that person that struggles or, or has struggled, I remember a song that says I once was lost in sin but Jesus took me in he said this the, the old hymn says and then a little light from heaven filled my soul it bathed my heart in love and wrote my name above and just a little talk with Jesus made me whole. If you're broken tonight, can I tell you, you're the greatest witness in this world because you know in your heart and you know in your life that Jesus puts us back together through his grace. I can't say anything. I don't have anything to say. Yes, you do. Jesus stands with you as we stand with him. Daniel, these men that were saw him practicing his faith when we get back they saw him praying of course they were watching him and conspiring against him they saw him practicing his faith his faith I should say I want to be that guilty <laughs> I want to be guilty RJ as charged they want to go to the king and say they saw me practicing my faith they saw me worshiping a living God a living savior they saw me praying. They saw me reading my scripture and not just reading the Bible, but meditating on it day and night, letting it not depart from my mouth, letting it get in my heart and my mind and changing me. They saw me doing that. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I want to be guilty of that. They went and told the king of this, the, this transgression in their minds against him. And the king was bothered, but he issued him to be arrested and thrown into the lion's den. I want to tell you something tonight, and I'm going to be done if maybe somebody could play the piano. And I'm going to give it over to Ray in just a second. This is the king was bothered, but he issued him to be arrested and thrown into the lion's den. And this is exactly what the scripture says. And Well, I say exactly, but I'm just going to tell you what happened. They sealed it. They threw Daniel in. It doesn't have any record of what Daniel said. I don't know if he went fighting. I don't know if he was screaming. I don't know if he was kicking. I don't know if he was saying, call my lawyer. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I don't think any of that was happening. 
Doesn't say, but I would guess, knowing him by his reaction from the Lord's deliverance. The Bible says that they threw him into the lion's den and sealed it. They sealed it. There was no hope at this point, right? This attack had succeeded. It had prospered against God. I'm broken. I'm upset. I'm in this dark lion's den and the enemy is all around me. The Bible says the king sealed it and even put some sort of decree out or something to where to make sure that this didn't change. This situation was locked. It was loaded. There was no way it was going to change. No way possible that man could change this. Daniel's fate was sealed. He was doomed. He was in this dark place with lions ready to devour, hungry lions ready to devour him. The king was troubled all night long. He was troubled and first light that came first light that came the Bible says he ran to that place he ran to where Daniel was and he said roll this stone off roll this stone off and he called down to he called down to Daniel actually what he said before he rolled the stone he said I hope basically your God delivers you and he got back and he he said roll the stand and he said Daniel Daniel are you okay and Daniel looked it up up at him and I want you to hear the, the response that he had says Daniel answered and he said may the king live forever my God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lion they have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight nor have I ever done anything wrong before you I want to notice you to notice two things and we're going to be done number one his attitude he didn't say you sorry dog you shouldn't have never did this to me and throw something at him no the attitude that was in him was a new spirit the attitude in him was one that's convinced. The attitude that was one with him was one of courage. He had sought the Lord. He had prayed and experienced him. And the Lord revealed to him because he had stood up with God. God was going to stand with him. And he said this. He said, may the king live forever. I am innocent. And God's going to take care of me. God's going to take care of me. He didn't get mad. He didn't get angry at the king for doing it. He didn't go start. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to get on this. He didn't go start a political party and try to change it or anything like that necessarily. What he did was stand and testify that God stood with him because he stood with the Lord. And these lions that surely would have overtaken me, their mouths were shut. They couldn't even open, even if they wanted to get at me. An angel stood with me and he shut the mouths of these lions. God is able to turn even your darkest situation into your greatest, his greatest triumph for your glory. It doesn't matter if the devil's surrounding you and telling you that you can't make it. It's hopeless. It's never going to happen. God stands with you. And if he stands with you, there's no one and nothing that can stand against you tonight. Stand to your feet with me. You know, there's an interesting part of this, if I could. He said, I was innocent in the eyes of the Lord. And the Lord decided that he was going to bring me out of this. I thought about the courage it takes to be innocent, to live, I, I should say, by the blood of Jesus Christ. To live for God like that. It takes courage to stand in a generation and a nation and a culture that we live in right now that seems to be trying to be anti what we believe. If you don't believe that, I'm sorry. Wake up. Open your eyes to what 
the attack of the enemy is all around us, but God put a courage in him. And God revealed to him that he was standing with Daniel because Daniel stood with him. He had the courage in the face of this attack, in the face of his enemies. But God can turn this whole thing around. Let me tell you, the king changed his look. The king looked at Daniel and rescued him. And, or, or ultimately, the Lord, I should say, the Lord rescued him and they pulled him out. And then all of a sudden, his look went over to his enemies. And that king said, hey, go get those guys and get their families. Go get them and throw them in the lion's den. And ultimately, they went and grabbed them, threw them in the lion's den. And, and they were overwhelmed. The lion devoured them because God was not with them, because they were not with God. I want to tell you today that God can turn the whole thing around. The king's look changed that day. Proverbs tells us the heart of the king is in the Lord's hands. And overnight, that nation changed. <laughs> Anybody hear me when I said that? Overnight, through the darkness, through the trial, through the crying, through the difficulty, through the attack, through the pain, he stood with God. He stood with God and God stood with him. And ultimately that son came out and that nation was changed forever because there was one that stood with courage. There was one that stood up and said, I will not bow. I believe and trust. I'm not going to change how I believe in the name of Jesus. Pray with me and Ray's going to come and finish it tonight. Father, we love you and thank you, God. Oh God, I feel in my heart. God, we are on the verge. We are on the brink of the greatest breakthrough. Mm. The greatest breakthrough that maybe we've ever seen, but God, I know you're calling us to courage. I know you're calling us, God, to, you, you are declaring, God, that you're gonna give some of us, God, me first, a new heart, a new spirit that's from you, that's from heaven, that can conquer any enemy, God comes against your word, your truth, your people, your way. Father, we love and we praise you in Jesus' name. Can I ask you very quickly, if you would, it's quarter after seven, would you just step out where you are and meet me in the altar tonight? Just come as quickly as you can. know that many of you tonight you're wrestling and you're going through all kinds of trouble you're going through different trials and situations and you need God to, you need him to intervene in your life you need to see that power of God shut the lion's mouths you need to see the glory of the Lord risen in your house I'm going to be honest with you stood back here just a second and I said God I can't tell them that and the Lord said you be honest can I just be honest and real with you for a second I have been personally going through one of the largest I believe one of the biggest attacks I felt Cameron like I was that guy 
right in the middle of that den with lions all around me. I have felt like I have been under it myself and I've been praying and I've been studying and I've been trying to praise my way and, and I have felt that. I have felt that. And I want to be honest with you as a pastor that I've been under attack myself. I've been under a, in a dark place. I felt like the enemy was trying to just beat me up left and right. I didn't feel like I had any support or a friend in the world. You know, we know it's not true, but the devil gets you to that place where you believe those things. And I'm telling you what, tonight, it's just as clear as anything. The Lord said, all you got to do is be like Daniel. You purpose in your heart that you'll not defile yourself with the king's meat. You'll not give in to the attack of the enemy. And I felt the peace and the presence of the Lord just come over my spirit. And, I'm, and then I turned around and I said, Lord, I'm going to give that back. I'm going to give that right back to them because that's exactly what you need. You need to know God just wants you to do nothing more than purpose in your heart here tonight that you will not defile yourself. That enemy will not win in his tactic against you. He'll not close you down. He'll not stop your testimony. He'll not shut down the work that God's doing in you. He'll not have your child. He'll not have your husband or your wife. He's going to lose this fight against you. How many would say, I need that tonight. I want that. Shut the lion's mouths. And I want a purpose in my heart. So pastor, I'll join with you because I'm going to be the first one doing it. I'm going to purpose in my heart, Elaine. I'm going to purpose in my heart that I'm not going to let not one of those. I see a tornado. You know, we've heard all kinds of stories and we've seen them on the news. All kinds of things trying to attack and tear down and, and rip roar through people's lives. You don't know from one minute to the next whether you're going to wake up with all kinds of tragedy all around you. But I felt in my spirit, you know, Cameron said something the other day. You didn't realize when you said it, it was touching me. You said you felt, man, you, you couldn't believe that when the tornadoes hit in Oklahoma and it leveled everything all around you, you made a statement. You said, but my house was untouched. I could go 50 feet from my house or a mile in another direction and everything was flattened. And he said, but my house wasn't touched. And you know what I said just a few minutes ago? I said, Lord, though it's a tornado, though it's ugly and though it's rip roaring all over the place, Lord, my house will not be touched. Oh, hallelujah. My house will not be touched. Your house will not be touched. In the name of Jesus Christ, we'll stand protected by his power. He'll shut the lion's mouths. If you believe it, say amen. I want you right now, both hands up in the air. I want you to leave it to God. I want you to leave every burden and trouble and trial. It may look impossible. It may look like there's no way out. It may look like the lions are surrounding you on every side. But I want you to hear the voice of that king as he says, Oh, Daniel, has your God delivered you? And then hear Daniel say, and you ride along with him, Oh, king, live forever. The Lord has shut the lion's mouth in the name of Jesus glory to God glory to God Lord we come to you we purpose in our hearts Lord we'll stand with you we'll stand undivided with you tonight we honor you and we give every care we give the cares of our church family our friends standing around us Lord it's not all just about us but God every man every woman here in this place tonight Lord we stand together with them and we declare there's victory in this house. There is victory over our house. 
There is salvation over our house. And God, we have got that victory through standing with you. Jesus Christ, our Savior, we can do all things through him. And greater is he that is within us than he that's in the world. Do you believe that? Put your hands together now and give God great praise. Give him great praise. Hallelujah. You know, I represent, I guess, I represent some of you who are sometimes just too quiet about what we go through. You know, Sister Angie, I, I thought, you know, I'm pastor, so I just got to carry my stuff and just make sure I'm doing everything right for everybody else. But the Lord told me tonight, he said, you tell them. They need to know that the pastor goes through it too, that the leaders go through it too, that the youth pastor goes through it too. You go through it, and it's all right when you go through it because that just means the devil's out to get you like he is any other good thing that God's ever put around. You got God on your life and you're going to have attack. Don't ever wonder and don't ever think that it ain't coming. And don't feel guilty and don't feel bad because you know the enemy doesn't worry and isn't a threat to anybody who isn't doing something right. So you ought to lift up one hand on one side that says, I'll stand with God and another one that says, and I'm glad to say I am, I am an, I'm a threat to the kingdom of the enemy and I am absolutely standing to say that I must be something he's worried about. You are something he's worried about. And that puts you in a good crowd. I feel light. It's about you ministered to me tonight. I told Sister Robinson back here tonight, I said, I said, when Cameron preaches, I get to go to church. I had no idea the Lord was going to minister to me. I'm going to leave here different tonight because of the word. I'm purposed in my heart. Are you? How many are purposed in your heart? The attack will not it will not get you it will not win it will not get an advantage you will stay the course and you'll stand not for god you'll stand with god amen you want to give it up for our youth pastor tonight thank him for the word that he brought to us what was that you were playing To the highest mountain. Let's go out on a wonderful song. And it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, the blood that gives me strength. From day to day, it will never lose its power. Do you believe that? Say amen tonight. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Now let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray over every family. I pray over every heart, everyone who needs a healing touch tonight before we leave this house. Lord, I believe in the power you have to heal your people. I pray that you will touch and minister tonight. Every family, every heartbreak, everybody going through a physical situation. We've heard so many who are sick physically in their bodies. God, heal them tonight in the name of Jesus. 
We pray that God, you'll restore and bring peace and bring resolve. Lord, bring an answer to the problems of, of the people that as they're facing them. Don't let them face anything alone or make them think they're all by themselves. God, we ask you, bring joy unspeakable and full of glory. Bring peace that surpasses all understanding and touch your people this week. Give them the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith in Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen together. We pray in his name. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. And don't forget, there is a spaghetti dinner in the back waiting on you right now. If you don't